0: Welcome from your knackered at the Flix team, still recovering from the awards season that's just passed. Tonight, we're going to try and make some sense of what just happened and if we think the awards were handed out correctly. To help us make sense of everything, welcome also to contributors Darren and Phil. How are you doing, guys? thanks. I'm doing very well, thank you. Excellent. So, with the three of us here... We're going to wade through the tears and the tantrums, and that's just Neil, with our awards summary. So we have, like any good Quentin Tarantino movie, broken the show down into chapters. So let's start. Chapter one, this year's controversies. So let's go to the Golden Globes. Ricky Gervais give a very controversial speech. You'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um... I'm joking, I never did. NBC clearly don't care either, fifth time. So, I mean, Kevin Hart was fired from the Oscars because of some offensive tweets. Hello. (laughs) Lucky for me, the Hollywood foreign press can barely speak English. And they've no idea what Twitter is. So I got offered this gig by fax. So let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. So, yeah. But he never attacked Netflix, and the stars didn't seem too happy either. Did he go too far this year?
1: No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I personally don't think so. I think you were spot on with a lot of what he said. I think a lot of the Hollywood stars, particularly this time of year, they're sort of in this secluded little space. They could do it being brought down to earth just a little bit. From
1: my point of view, it's just a joke, isn't it? It's probably a little bit closer to the bone than they used to, but it's just a joke. don't even necessarily think he means half of it. He just wants to get a rise out of it. That's his comedy style. It's
3: it's just shock, isn't it? He just wants people to go, (gasps) gasp, and then he moves on to the next one. He's been doing this for years.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and
1: how many times have they had him on now? Isn't that Yeah, they yes, keep getting exactly. him
4: back, and he keeps saying, oh, this is the last one, I don't care. i got to say what I like. You're not going to employ me next
0: year. Let me just throw this in then. There was a horrible little film a few years ago, which you may have seen, called Borat. The thing with Borat is when he's telling his jokes, he's funny, but when he's with, like, the gangs that could kill him he tones everything right down and i felt this with gravets if you're going to have this target if you're going to go for apple tv fine but go for netflix don't just not go for them because oh they're paying you because he's as bad as the rest and i also felt by the way his joke to dicaprio about his girlfriend's age and then thrown in the prince andrew comment was in rather bad taste
4: it's a joke it's a joke, yeah. He fires off these things and hopes that some of them will will, will work.
3: Yeah, and it's worked on you, Jeff, because you're upset.
4: Yeah, yeah, and, and you if, think it's no, bad just taste. It's distasteful. Just... But if you laugh at any of them, you can't complain about any of them.
1: I'm ju- I'm just surprised that Jeff thinks something's distasteful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm going, yeah, I didn't think yeah. that
4: that was a thing. Absolutely
3: right. J- Jeff. Jeff's just upset he didn't go further.
0: Yes. <laughs> that- my man Tom did not look happy in that Poor Tom Hanks.
2: Yeah. He yeah. was confused more than anything. He, he didn't know quite what he was sort of getting at this point. He was thinking back to the days of the Billy Crystal and that sort of thing. But, but yeah, he just, he just looked used to it, by, to be honest.
0: Do you, do you know yeah. why Tom Hanks doesn't like Ricky Gervais? No. When he did the first one of these speeches, he attacked Tim Allen. Because Tim Allen, oh, of course, yeah, served yeah. time in prison for drug smuggling. Yeah. Hanks took real exception to that. But once he became bodily... But- Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we
3: are not being sponsored by Bud Light. No, like no, the I point did. That I, when he became Buzz Lightyear, didn't he
4: clean his act up?
0: Okay, so with the exception of me, then there's no controversy. There's nothing to see here. We just drive on by.
4: It's Ricky Gervais, so they employ him. He's going to
0: come out with this okay. stuff. Let's move on to the next controversy, <laughs> then.
2: <laughs> In your head, Jeff,
0: Bafter. yes. This Best Film and Best British Film Award. 1917 is not a British film. It's funded by the Americans. Basically, given one film, two chances of winning. I would think you do away with the category or you can only nominate a film for one of those categories. You can't be in both.
3: Why not? If the best What's film that? is a British film, why can't it be in both?
0: What's the point of having it, then? It could be in best film. You for get the, two for, shots at winning. For the
3: years that What's it, it isn't.
0: the best international film, then? Well, I'm going to come on to that when we get to the Oscars. <laughs> oh, Here we don't, go. You, don't you worry about that <laughs> one, right? That's coming.
3: I'm not sure, Phil, if you were priming him or that was just <laughs> foreshadowing. I'm really worried.
1: Yeah, it's a British film and it's a film. So it can but, be nominated for both. right? The,
3: clues in the title: yeah. British and
1: film. The two Americans words. funded it. It's not a British film. What's their criteria? For a I'm British
0: glad officer? you I mean, asked that, Phil. I will read out from the BAFTA website what they say. Oh on that.
3: God, he's researched it. Oh. <laughs> We're going to be here all <laughs> night,
0: guys. Get a drink. Must have significant <laughs> creative involvement by individuals who are British, including those so, yeah, it's and directed by. Written and directed by, both the stars are... The cinematographer
3: is more British than anybody I've ever seen. (laughs) Yes, he is, is, isn't he? Keep going.
0: (laughs) I've lost the will to be quite honest. Uh, Right, let's move on. Darren, he's quiet in the background because he's knowing that I'm right.
2: (laughs) I'll be honest, I don't really have an opinion on this, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, because I I'm not a, a big massive uh, follower of the BAFTAs anyway and to be honest with the, the British film thing I just don't it's just there to be honest I, I look out for the, what the main film is and the actors and that sort of thing but the, the British thing it sort of it's, it doesn't really sort of bother me either way so I've really no opinion on that one
1: what I was going to add though was so I'm not really bothered about there being a film nominated for a British film and a film and and you know all that sort of stuff and because British film is just simply, well, has it got British actors in it? It's got British crew in it? Was it filmed in Britain? Was it funded by people? You know, et cetera, et cetera. There could be any, like, link. The thing I dislike, actually, is in the news after the award ceremony where they go, oh, so-and-so won the award for Britain or so-and-so was flying the flag for Britain. And it's like, it's a film. They're acting. It's not like a sports game. Yeah, you know, that's the bit I find a bit old.
0: There's a fascinating story behind that. And by the way, you're prompting me brilliantly tonight, Phil. The money is in the post. Um, do you remember when Colin Wellen said when he won for Chariots of Fire and he said the British are coming?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. um, I, I have heard it. I don't know if I remembered it at the time, but I've, I've heard it since.
0: Yeah. So,
2: so I don't know the a quote.
0: So, so that's what he said when he won his Oscar. And everybody said, oh, that's it. The British are here and we're going to be back. What he actually meant by that quote was – that they'd been drinking in a bar just around the corner from the hotel where they were in. And they said, if we win, just make sure you get some drinks in for the British. So his comment was, the British are coming, was meant for that bar to get his free round. And it suddenly (laughs) became, as Phil would say, you know, suddenly the British are going to be there every Oscar. Of course, they did win next year for Gandhi, but that's (laughs) another story. Okay, so basically I've made a crisis out of not even a drama.
3: No, Stormy doesn't sound like you. (laughs) Yeah, Jeff, how unlike you,
0: really? (laughs) Carry on. Let's move on. Right, let's look at the Oscars and the watching that Oscar ceremony, and I can see straight away why Donald Trump is going to win his second term because it's now become elitist. And I'll give you a couple of examples before we get to parasite. So, going back to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, nineteen thirty-seven, it wasn't nominated for best film, but it won an Oscar and seven little Oscars as a tribute to that film because Snow White became the most successful film in history.
3: Is that a consolation prize?
0: Well, no, because they just didn't have a category for it at the time. Gone with the Wind, a couple of years later, 39, wins the Oscar for Best Film, becomes the most successful film ever. Sound and Music, most successful film, wins the Oscar. Godfather, etc. Then we come into the Spielberg-Lucas years where it got nominated but never won because they hated Spielberg and Lucas back then, and that was obviously Jaws, Star Wars, E.T. and Jurassic Park all of them becoming the most successful film ever. Titanic 1, Avatar was nominated. This year, and Phil, sit down, because I'm now going to defend the indefensible, (laughs) Avengers Endgame, it becomes the most financially successful film in history, and it's not even nominated. It's the first time in history this has happened, and nobody's picked up on it. And that shows how elitist this is. They can give it some, (laughs) you know, they, they get in these films that nobody sees. What do you um, mean nobody sees? We've seen it just because you're too lazy to go and see it, Jeff. It's on in the cinema. Hey, it's Jeff? not just that, is it? Come on, you look at some of the other films that have been nominated. Like. Like, yeah. Go on. Um, I haven't got the list. That's the one thing I didn't copy out was yeah. the list of all the films.
2: In the the billion-dollar bringing in Joker.
0: Okay, Joker. <laughs> Joker. Yeah, okay, Darren, you get a fair point with that one.
4: Little Women,
0: 1917.
4: No, yeah. They
3: they never made any money at all. Obscure no. little Lindys.
1: I've got to say, I, I kind of feel like this year's Oscars are probably the least controversial in terms of winners. Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, absolutely. It was actually the best film of the last twelve
0: months, Parasite. So no, but this is what in, in my the Oscars. Opinion, anyway. the Oscars Right, the French have the Césars, the Australia, the AAULA. Are you siding
3: with the French now?
0: Yeah, this is they, inc- and, and they, they celebrate their own <laughs> industries. The Academy Awards were designed to celebrate what's best in America. And that's why they have the category of, and this comes back to what I was saying earlier, it, we have this category of best international film. So Parasite had two shots of winning. That's best ridiculous. Film, best film in you a foreign in language. You go one or the other.
3: But yeah. then you can't have 1917 in there because it's a British film.
0: That's it? in the BAFTAs and that's, you know, in the in the uh, Oscars. That's not a problem.
3: Why, why not? Because that, that film should have been in Best International. Gandhi should have been in Best
0: International. because no. was- There was some American money. Yes. Goldcrest funded part of it, so it was some American it's money. It's not all Gold. about money. Well, of course, if it's funded by American, then it's by necessity American, isn't it? Oh, move on move Well on. no it's not No no you're missing the point oh, right. So yeah.
3: we're going to see that American film Animal Farm Which was uh, produced in Stroud Yes But funded by the CIA It was
0: funded by the CIA yeah
3: So does that get a special category?
4: <laughs> is, this, is this a general discussion? Or this is, is a general are we, discussion are we, no, just, no, no, are we just your enablers? Yeah. Or is this oh, okay. group
2: therapy right, for go you? On, go on Darren <laughs> get me out of this Okay, right, Right. because somebody else has um, been commenting about how if you're um, up for best international, you shouldn't be up for best movie. I agree, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were agreeing with me. No, no, not at all. The the thing is, these are two (laughs) separate um, criteria for choosing the film. Yes. The, um, we, we, you know, because the the international one, all the different international bodies, they also make a film yeah. that they yeah. want You wanted. Know, it's, it's almost like a World Cup of movies. Everyone sort of sends their representative. Now, the thing is, when they choose them, for example, Korea chose Parasite, they didn't know if Parasite was basically going to be going up for the, uh, or get enough votes to be actually be nominated for Best Picture on its own. So, you know, they can't not send Parasite you know, because then they're sort of doing their, uh, themselves out a chance of getting international. Do you see what I mean? Yep. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's a completely different two, uh, criteria of choosing. So, and and then you can't basically say, um, oh, "Oh well, uh, Parasites has got nominated for the best picture," so you can't be in an international one because then Korea's lost their choice of sending a representative. It's two totally different, you know, things for me. This is the first time that an international film has actually won the Oscars. It's a, it's a complete one-off. It might be ages before we do it again. Uh, you know, why shouldn't that film, if if they fit the criteria of both of us, get nominated for both?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You make a fair point, but then it comes back to... <laughs> no, it is a fair point. It is a fair, fair point. point. Yeah, no, It is a very fair point. But are the Academy Awards celebrating the best of American film? Every other country no. seems to do that. Why, um, aren't, why isn't it, Phil?
1: Bitches. The Academy Awards is supposed to be like the pinnacle of film awards. So if they exclude something because they're just going for American film, that just doesn't make sense. I'm really not following your argument at all. Well,
0: okay, you go to the Caesars in France, you go to the Australians. they celebrate the best in their industries. Canada's the same. Their awards celebrate the best, and then they have a little category to the side for other films that are not coming from their country. And I'm not decrying Parasite.
2: How many people from other countries actually watch those awards? The thing is with the Academy Awards is if they've made them the biggest awards and they push them as the biggest in the world, then the consequence of that is then they're going to have to be a bit more accepting to other countries. If if Hollywood is seen as the big centre of film and the three awards are then by that the biggest awards, then we've just got to accept that they're going to have to open that to other international films. It can't just be an all-American one. And there's also a language thing as as well. Does Britain send films to international sections?
3: (laughs) Or do we get a buy on that?
1: No, I think there's a criteria that has to be a a large swathe that has to be in a foreign language. I think that's one of the criteria of international film.
0: There you go. There you go. By this reckoning, Godfather Part Two could have been nominated in, and won international film that year as well, because most of it was in a foreign language. It was in Italian.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I suspect there are other criteria, such as <laughs> not an American film. The Farewell, as an example, if it was just purely on it was in another language, would be up for that as well. And it's not. It's an American film. It just has a lot of Chinese dialect and English subtitles in it. So what everybody is saying here
0: is all these controversies are in my mind. There's yep. been nothing controversial this year. Everything's been wonderful.
1: The only thing controversial, surely, is like you know, if you feel that a certain film snubbed. So that's probably the only controversy. Well, I no,
3: for. I'd put in another what controversy, it? and that's that women were snubbed.
1: Yes. That's definitely true. That is the controversy, Jeff.
4: Yes, Greta Gerwig for the best direct. I didn't list that controversy down. Yeah, so you were just going to ignore it. Yeah. I think we have a
3: view here. Yeah, yeah, I think it might start with an M and it might end with ogyny
0: yes. Yeah, that was that was Joaquin Phoenix because he's a misogynist and look what he did in his bloody speech trying to excuse himself from it.
4: What, Mister Trump? Would you allow us
0: to get on with our stuff? So no, no. So you're saying there is a controversy and I've ignored yes. it. Yeah. And, yes, there's Na-
3: yeah, and Nancy Pelosi is ripping up your notes
0: behind. <laughs> <laughs> so one person gets left off a list and that's
1: controversial
3: well well, the fact I that she's a that, woman <laughs> this makes it controversial
1: it's not one person getting left off the list is it it's, it's it? when you look at the 20 people nominated for best acting category and there was one person who's a person of colour and then I think you look at how many women were nominated you know it's not about one person it's that you could arguably name at least 10 to 15 people who deserving of the nomination and didn't get one
2: my, my personal view on this and because this this basically happens anytime that women don't get nominated or the people of colour don't get no, We always seem to uh, forget that Moonlight won a couple of years ago, which was basically about a couple of colour who were who were gay. People seem to forget that. I personally don't think it's up to Academy of voters to be voting on on those terms. For me, the the only thing they, that I want them to be voting for is what they think is. The best is generally the best film or the best person to, 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 to go for that role, mm. which is something Stephen King said and basically got his complete words twisted in. Well, first of all, with the Academy, they need to create a level playing field in the makeup of the voters. Part of the problem is that a lot of movies don't actually get watched by the yes. members of the Academy. They need to work on, on that. But another thing is, the people that you really need to be targeting is the, is the film producers. And the studios and the actors and actresses to to make sure that they are films directed by women and directed by people and starring people and that sort of thing. Because if those films aren't there for the Academy to vote for, then you're in a tough position. And it's fair enough a film producer turning up at the Oscars with a cloak that has all the uh, women's uh, names in it the, uh, embroidered to show support that way. But when that person owns a production company and none of their films are uh, being directed by women, the people are making it the mouthful it. They, they, need to, um, they have the power, they have the influence to make a difference and they need to be using that. Yeah, that was, Last year, um, Tessa Thompson came up with the, the 4% initiative where she was basically challenging actors and actresses to make a film with a female director. That got a lot of publicity at the time, but you've not really seen the fruits of that. Maybe it's coming. It was uh, Rose
4: McGowan called out uh, Natalie Portman. She had uh, a load of women yeah. women directors uh, written into her dress or jacket or something. And uh, she said, well, you own a production company and the only, only woman director you've ever used is yourself. We don't know how many films they actually make with that production company.
2: I think they've made about 12 so far. Have they? Okay. Right. Yeah, well, well, one of them was going to have a woman director. Then um, Jane's got a gun. Something happened with that at the last minute that 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 was changed. She's in a a position herself to basically make a difference. A lot of these people are. It just sort of roused me a bit when they they do something which is going to like basically uh, get attention from themselves with their $50,000 dress, whatever it is. And we sort of, you know, do something like that. But, you know, these people are in a position to make a difference. It's
4: um, not all uh, Natalie Portman's problem, obviously. No, um, Sir Ronan was the one that was, um, who said that they should prove that they've watched all the films that they put forward. It shouldn't be beyond them to be able to set up something so you can say, yeah. yes, you actually did watch it, or at least it turned it on and then wandered off, maybe.
1: Yeah. The bit I agree with what was just said is that it's all about, actually, who are the people who are capable of voting? Because one of the reasons that there aren't as many people of colour or p- women who are nominated is because the makeup of those people nominating doesn't essentially allow for it. Because if you're all middle-aged white men, I know like, you know, you don't want to believe you're racist or whatever, but all your mates are going to be middle-aged white men or at least a percentage of them are. You know, let's face it, to some extent, the Oscars are a popularity contest, right? It's about who's friends, whose moment is it, who, who's due and all that sort of stuff.
0: I think that, and I haven't seen the film, but Moonlight would be the exception to that. Nobody'd heard of this film, and yet it's still one. What, Moonlight? Yeah. What? <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a big film though, was it?
1: It, you know, it? Oh no, I mean yeah, no, not in terms of but then what's our criteria for that? Because
0: No, no, I'm yeah, just going back on what you're saying, you're saying, you know, everything goes, Oh well it's who knows who and that and Moonlighting wouldn't have fitted into anything.
1: No, but that was in a year where it was kind of hit it kind of come to a head about the fact that they hadn't nominated people of colour that were racist, et cetera, et cetera. So actually, it's a great time for them to all go, no, we're not, we're not racist, look. Yeah, no. No you,
0: you make a good point. You make a good point.
1: Which uh, is kind of what, you know, the whole thing of who's due, what's, what's the, you know, the thing of the moment, you know, et cetera.
3: Yeah, let's get in with the zeitgeist of the moment and let's tend to be trendy. Okay.
0: All right, then. That's uh, an interesting discussion where it seems I was wrong and everybody else was right. Correct.
3: Well, that's a surprise, Jeff. I'm yeah. absolutely
0: flabbergasted. <laughs> all right. One controversy and I didn't mention it. Right, let's go on. Chapter two. Is it really the best? You're simply the best Better than all the Better than anyone. anyone,
1: anyone I ever met
0: best film. So Oscar had Parasite, BAFTA had 1917, the Golden Globes had 1917 in drama and in comedy, I can't believe this, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a comedy. As
3: a comedy. I <laughs> laughed the whole way through it. It was a gem, yeah.
0: Especially the end, yeah. Yeah. Um, what so the hell? So do you think they got that right? I haven't seen Parasites. I can't comment on that. I've seen the others and I think they got those wrong, but we will come on to me in a minute. Phil, start with you. Do you think those are fair representation, or are there well, other things you would have liked to have seen winning?
1: I'm happy with what won in terms of you know it's not like last year <laughs> where where I you know, was really <laughs> unhappy with what won, as we all know.
0: Yeah, um, uh, and I wasn't. I was perfectly happy last year.
1: Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, Parasite is an excellent film, well deserving. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is an excellent film, well deserving. 1917 is very good film. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think as good as some other war films like The Thin Red Line or Saving Private Ryan, but it's still a very good film. So no, I don't think I'm upset about any of those wins. I think that certain other films missed out. I think Uncut Gems, having watched it recently, is it a real shame that that wasn't recognised in any way, even for like just nominations. And I think Us was... Really excellent as well. But when was the last time horror film got nominated? Has a horror film ever been nominated at the Academy? Silence
0: of the Lambs. Get Out. Oh, Get Out, yeah. That's but fine. Silence won, yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Neil.
4: Yes, basically. I thought the best two were 1917 and Parasite, probably, for the ones I saw. Obviously, I didn't see all of them. I'm never going to be an Academy voter. But having seen Parasite twice now, I, I definitely, that's the best film of the last 12 months.
2: Darren? I always write an Oscar piece where I'm saying in a weird fancy world where my actual vote would count. Where can people find that, Darren? That is on halfguarded.com, if you actually just look up Couch Zone Movie Club. And I actually put a disclaimer in saying that I'd not seen Parasite at that point. After I saw Parasite last Monday, I went and wrote another article to change some of my uh, votes because Parasite actually had that effect on me. I definitely put it in for best film. Uh, I thought it was absolutely incredible. It's a film that any time that I... Before I had figured out what direction it was going in. It just completely took me in a different direction. <laughs> it just, you know, and what, what I loved about it is, it was one of these films where it had a sort of a very sociological message, which was quite in depth and clever, but was really easy to understand. I think that's why I, I, I think this film did so well. Is that a lot of foreign movies? They're not really that accessible. You, Roma, for example, I personally didn't think that was that accessible to a non-foreign language audience. What impressed me about Parasite is, I think it is a film that basically, even if you're not into your foreign movies, the, the actual, the storylines and the twists and everything, and the pace, it's a I think anyone can sort of read that. And if they prefer to read subtitles, would basically sort of like, you know, just enjoy it like they would any other movie. So, so yeah, so I was like really happy that um, Parasite won. It's also the first time that I've ever actually put money on an Oscar bet bet on uh, Parasite to win so I, I got a little dope back. Full disclosure. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I honestly, I did think it was the best film by a mile. A film that I actually voted for before, well, would have voted for before I so saw Parasite was Jojo Rabbit which mm-hmm. I, I didn't think had a chance of winning. I, I just sort of thought that that was like a complete film that had everything in like the humour, the seriousness and had something to say and the Performances that was the one I picked before Parasite, but when I saw Parasite, that just blew everything away. Okay, Graham,
3: I think Parasite was the most amazing movie I've seen in the last two years. It absolutely blew me away, yeah. and it's one of those I really couldn't sleep after I'd seen it. It was just going round and round and round in my head, and I kept thinking, Oh, hang on, that reference is back to that, and that ref-. and it was so enjoyable to watch the pacing although it seems quite slow while you're watching it, so much happens. Yeah. And all this thing about the steps and crossing the line and all of that just was so beautifully done. I agree, Jojo Rabbit, I loved... Any film that's got 31 Heil Hitlers in 30 seconds has got to be a good thing. <laughs> He's
4: walking along the street in the Heil Hitler.
3: I love that. I thought 1917 was incredible. It, it really got me. I was completely in that movie. Those three were wonderful. But I also thought Little Women was fantastic. Mm. I just thought it was a wonderful film. So, yeah, I think the best film won by a mile. It is the best thing i've seen in ages
0: i haven't seen Parasite, so I can't comment on that but clearly i've seen 1917 and once upon a time in hollywood and i would say neither of them deserve to win it should have been ford versus ferrari which i think is an excellent film or bombshell which wasn't even nominated in best film and it's brilliant um that would be my choice but again it's redundant to me on this because i haven't seen parasite
3: and, again, Enough Bombshell is definitely your jam, isn't yes. it? You love that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: but Ford versus Ferrari. You know, I'm not into motor racing, but I thought it was an amazing film. Okay, right. Wow, pretty much full agreement there then. Before we move on, did no one um, go for Joker to win? No. 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 That's,
3: that's interesting, isn't it? We all liked it. <laughs> we all liked it, but when it... Came to the award season. There was just a lot of other good stuff around.
1: I think I said before the fact that The Irishman is nominated for best picture. You can't vote for Joker over The Irishman when one's a proper Martin Scorsese film and one's. A, <laughs> I know you don't. You don't, I know you don't like this, but it is heavily borrowing from Martin Scorsese. And, and yeah,
0: that's fine. But it's how he mixes the elements, and I thought he, d- he did a pretty good job with it. Whereas The Irishman is overlong in my opinion but yeah that's fine okay chapter three who made this damn thing (laughs) best director oscar was bong joon ho for parasite bafta Sam Mendes, 1917. British. Golden Globes, Sam Mendes, 1917. Oh, and Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I see a pattern. Graham, do you think they were right? Yes,
3: I think they were right. I think Bong Joon-ho is a master storyteller. The complexity of that film, to make it as straightforward and simple as it was and so accessible, is a masterstroke, an absolute masterstroke. And I've watched dozens of YouTube videos since and the amount of stuff I missed is unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. I thought it was great. I enjoyed Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I loved that film. I also loved nineteen seventeen. I thought it was a masterpiece. An absolute masterpiece. We were spoilt this year. Mm, really spoiled. emotionally sterile. For some people who are dead inside, yes.
0: Okay. So you're in full agreement?
3: I thought it was a good good selection of directors. Yes, Darren, what do you think?
2: As as much as I, I love Parasite, um, I would still have gone as best director for Sam Mendes, just for the actual amount of work and the, the difficulty of what he actually attempted with the vast long takes and everything like that. For me, that's you know that that's the one which I, I would have awarded. But I, I'm not going to. Uh, uh, complain that uh, Bong Joon-ho um, got that because I think like, like you just said, you know, the, the storytelling, you know, was actually incredible and to basically put all those sort of sto- you know, stories together with the social commentary, with the characterization, and everything uh, and, and also sort of working in all that set design and the, sort of, and the difficult shot, like for example the flooding scenes and everything, you know, so it was still a masterpiece itself but I, I would have gone for Sam Mendes but um, Apart from Bong Joon-ho and Sam Mendes, if if it had taken any of the other three out and put in Greta Gerwig, uh, I would have not have complained about any of that because I think yep. what, what she did was little women. No, yeah, I'm we'll, we'll on come that. back
0: to that when we come to my choices, then I think you're wrong there, Darren.
2: Well, yes, I do agree.
4: Um, and I think I agree with Darren. I could have had Greta Gerwig in for. Um, one of them at least, or, or upped it to six just for that. That so she did a fantastic job uh, adapting Little Women, which is no mean feat. She did extremely well, written and directed.
3: And a well-loved thing. So you're stepping on people's sensitivities. If you get it wrong with Little Women, oh, you're, yeah.
2: a, you're in a world of pain. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You will get emails. <laughs> <laughs> and he felt, he felt it's so modern as well. Yeah. You know, that, that's you you know, it was a period drama that the costumes and the personalities and the way they just it just felt like it was something like that. It brought it into the 21st century, it was just set in a different era. Yeah, yeah. You know? but yeah, I, I thought she did a great job. And, and also, that it was one of those things where the, I, I can't remember a film I hear where people's conversations looked so genuine. Mm, you know, yes. but it was so sort of like it flowed, and we were like sort of like talking, interrupting each other, that, but it just felt like a proper like you're actually with people as a You know, I, I just I just thought it was a you know tremendous what she did. Yeah,
4: they're all talking, uh, talking out talking at each other and I, everything, I, I, and I like the way she rewrote Amy's character because a lot of people have been saying, you know, who knew the book that Amy is the baddie, yeah. and she rewrote her. It's basically a bit sort of shallow and irritating, but not actually a bad person. Yeah.
3: I agree with Darren. It was the first period drama I've ever watched where it didn't feel stuffy because the conversations were relaxed, the clothing was relaxed, there were no corsets, and everybody was just behaving normally. And I thought it worked brilliantly,
0: yeah. absolutely brilliantly. Okay.
1: Phil? i put my Oscar voter hat on. And I'll go, okay, well, Mark Scorsese's already got one. Sam Mendes has already got one. I can't remember who the fifth one was. So he was after... James so yeah. Mangold. Was James Mangold
0: nominated? I think he was nominated for Ford
2: vs. Ferrari. No, it, it wasn't.
0: Was,
1: the oh, um, okay. Talk to it. Oh, dear.
0: Don't give it to him. Right, so
1: <laughs> well, actually, I, I, well, okay, we'll, we'll come
0: on and talk about that in a minute when it's my turn.
1: Okay, so in, in my head, like, you look at all this film. So I, I was fine with the winner. But I kind of, if I'd been there, if I'd been sort of voting, I would have probably been thinking, well, Bong Joon-ho has done some really amazing films, Snowpiercer, Okia, and now this, how many more times is he going to get nominated? Let's do something in that regard. The only person who I would have been happy to have beaten him is probably Tarantino, just because if if Tarantino does do, and this isn't, you know, this is classic, this is Oscar yeah. Rather okay, than yeah, no, yeah, yeah. all the rest of it. This this is if Tarantino does do what he says he's gonna do, which is at film number ten, sorry, I'm not making anything else, then yeah, he better make his next film really good because cause he's only got one left. Whilst Alfred Hitchcock never won an Oscar for best director I mean, surely we can't have a scenario where Tarantino never wins for best director. So that's the only sort of thought across my mind. Gorsese and Mendes both did great jobs, but they've both got one already. And that's what I think probably goes through you know these people's minds when they're voting.
0: That makes perfect sense. It's wrong, of course, because Tarantino's once upon a time in Hollywood was bloated beyond belief. But, um, but yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I see where you're coming from. I mean, Personally, again, I haven't seen Parasites. I can't comment in it. I've seen 1917. I think it's got flaws. And I know you're not going to like this, Phil, and you think I'm now going to say this just to be otherwise. I actually think Todd Phillips should have got the award for Joker. And the reason I say that is because he made some very bold choices in there. Yes, he may well have copied Scorsese, but I don't think even Scorsese would have done the dancing down the steps to rock and roll part two.
1: All I can say to that is that if they'd given him the award, we would have had even more of a row than we did last year.
2: <laughs> and it would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say, after the nominations got read out, I actually started to, to root for Joker. I, again, I wanted to get a girl to, to get a nomination. There were so many people who took all the frustrations out on Tarantino and on Joker that I actually found myself basically starting to root for Joker as the underdog. The whole history of Joker was that people were really pissed off with the film before it even got released. Before anyone to even say, "said, oh, this is an insult movie, and it's all about um, you know white rage and white privilege and everything." And then the film came out, and it wasn't about those things. And all these shootings that were supposed to have happened in theaters that people were predicting, and everything never happened. So that all went away. And then I think that people tried to resurrect that just because we're sort of really mad that, um, you know, that the uh, the nominations had not gone away. So everyone just targeted Joker. I just started to get to the point that I, I just thought, I just want Joker to win just to get to, get people annoyed again like they did last year.
0: This is the guy that made the Hangover films. Yeah, and so his body, his, of work,
3: his body of work is not great. He's got one gem and a lot no, of... No, it
0: shows what he can aspire to.
3: <laughs> or he but just had one lucky film.
1: I can guarantee you that that's what people who vote for the Oscars were thinking as well. They were thinking, we can't vote for this guy. He's only made one, one serious film. And that's how they think. when mm. they're, you know, That's, how I, that's how, what I believe they do when they think yep. about this stuff. They look at that award sheet and they go, well, Marty's already got one. Yeah, we can't vote for Todd Phillips because he's not made, this is his first serious film. Yeah, you know, that's what they're thinking.
2: If that's the case, though, how did he get nominated in the first place?
1: You, know, you look at what films were big, this year you've got <clears throat> four films that basically swamped all the Oscars in terms of nominations. So you've got 1917 and Joker had, I think it was 10, Parasite had about eight or nine, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had about 10 or 11. I also think that what they do when they have to sit and vote for all this stuff, if, if they get a sheet, and they go, oh, who do I know? What, what film did I like? And when it comes to all the technical wars, they just go, well, that film, that film. Yeah. Gets, um, you know, it's silly when you get, look at the films and you go, well, hang on, what? it's all the same films, get sound editing, editing. Visual effects, blah, 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 blah. Because people just pick the same film over
0: no, and over. No, not necessarily, because the way it works is you pick in your own discipline first. So only directors can mm. vote for who the the director's gonna be and the sound editor's the same. And then when you've got the nominations which are picked from that discipline, then everybody gets a chance to, to vote in it. And then what you're saying is correct, Phil, because they will look at that list and say, Oh, that film or that person I know him will will vote for him. But, you know, Todd Phillips was picked. I'd love to know if Scorsese was one of those that picked Phillips for that, because he would have had a say in who the best director would be. All right, I think we've done that one to death. Yet again, I'm out in a limb there. Chapter four. Wasn't he in Space Camp? An impossible mistake Launch them into space. The adventure of
4: their lives will be getting back home. Space Camp.
0: <laughs> so, best actor, Leaf Phoenix. Lee Phoenix. Leif Phoenix is his original name before he changed it. Joaquin. Yeah. And the only deviation from that was in Golden Globes where Taron Edgerton, not even nominated in the Oscars, won for Rocketman. Neil. Yeah,
4: I don't think I can take it away from Joaquin Phoenix for that one. So it's everything he put into it, from the weight loss to the, to the commitment he puts into a role. I thought he was superb even when we first saw it months ago. I haven't seen... Yeah. I couldn't see anybody else winning it and I think he's probably the best from if I'd been able to vote.
0: Okay. Phil?
1: I am fine with Joaquin Phoenix winning. I do think that Adam Sandler should have been at least nominated. I think his performance in Uncut Gems is just ridiculously good. But again, I think that Again, going back to what I've been saying, Adam Sandler's that comedy guy, right? They can't possibly nominate him. So Joaquin Phoenix, who I think is on his fourth nomination, not one must be the the right man for the the job. Picking up that
0: Sandler thing, did he get nominated for Punch Truck Love? No, I don't think so.
3: Graham I am a total agreement I thought he was great I thought he was great I thought his performance was yeah. masterful. bloody
0: acceptance speech wasn't great it was mental I went out and made a cup of tea <laughs>
3: he's an actor oh, what, he's, what were you expecting into...
0: um,
3: people put words in his mouth all the time
0: you know this is a guy lecturing me about the environment who's flown more in the last year than I'll fly in my entire life he was in London with the Extinction rebellion people um, a couple of weeks ago that's uh, him, not me. I would never be there. I live in Stroud. There's enough of them around you. <laughs> Darren.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue, argue with that cho- choice at all. I, I thought it was absolutely outstanding. It was it was terrifying. It was, it was one of those performances that you could imagine him just absolutely being emotionally drained afterwards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I, I, I thought it was incredible. But the other thing I will say on the nominations, I, I do... Thing that Adam Driver I, I, think, I think the thing about working Phoenix he had a hell of, it's a sort of robot, you have a hell of a lot to work with there's a hell of a lot to go there and I was really impressed with Adam Driver because he managed to put in such a great performance as just an everyman not
0: what you know, in The he, Rise he, of Skywalker
2: Marriage Story oh, oh sorry Marriage Story, story.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> it, a, it is a phenomenal performance and the bit where he sings at the end is just heartbreaking
2: yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, just to to put that much into, basically, when you when you're just being like a, a normal everyday Joe, and there, there were times in it where you could just feel him getting sort of like broken down when he, as was in touch with his wife, he's always in touch with his kids, but the same way he goes for Halloween trick or treating with his kid, it just seems so downhearted that everything's falling apart, and when he finally snaps and and, and rages, I I, I do, I, there were times when I thought. May he's, you know I, I don't think he's going to win, but I don't think he's that far behind. Like, so you got to get to acting Phoenix but probably the Caprio's um, great awards for our time. It's just that I think with, with him, he, he probably was such sort of overshadowed by other performances because it was such a big film with so many people in there. Whereas the other two pretty much had the entire film to themselves.
0: I can't disagree with the award. Uh, I would have liked to have seen two other nominations. I think Taron Egerton. Not getting nominated for Rocket Man uh, mm. Academy Award. I yeah. thought he was really good. Didn't
1: Especially it so when Remy Malik bloody won. So. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, the,
0: Manny, point. and he didn't even sing. Yeah. But the biggest disappointment for me is Christian Bale not being nominated. I thought his performance in Ford versus Ferrari was just stunning.
2: Mm. <laughs> Can I just add? Um, but, I, I go on,
4: like, who was that? Was that you, Phil? Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> because he's Welsh. Uh,
0: yeah, because he's Welsh See, <laughs> <laughs> he? I'd forgotten about yeah. that Oh, okay. oh yeah, of
2: course yeah. Darren,
0: yeah. Darren, you were saying
2: Yeah, I'd second the Adam Sandler thing Because I saw him The other night And I thought it was incredible uh, But another one um, Eddie Murphy uh, In in, uh, oh, yeah. Dolomite. in Dolomite is my my name I, I, It was so great in that And just such a good And also Almost a bit of a comeback type Role for him I would have liked to have seen, seen Him get a nod
0: actually this is the one we've most been in
2: agreement of yeah no, no, excellent sure. excellent okay no one's gone for Jonathan Christ the in the two popes
0: no even though he's Welsh <laughs> as well I did think about that one but I, I went for Christian yeah it's important good Haverford West lad <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: chapter five wasn't she in Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> best workout ever <laughs>
2: Best workout ever?
4: Yeah, live chainsaw. That's a motivation to get running. Run.
2: (laughs) Fast.
0: (laughs) Okay, so best actress, and again, another across-the-board one. Uh, Oscar, BAFTA, Golden Globe, Renny Zellweger, and... Aquafina also was nominated, uh, sorry, was also won in Golden Globes for The Farewell. Mm. She's seen that performance, which I haven't seen, seems to have disappeared from just about everything. Thoughts? Let's go to Graham.
3: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen um, her, uh, Renée Zellweger's performance in Judy, so I can't really comment, but I like her. I think she's a great actress, but uh, that wasn't it Darren who's Review. That's why I'm going to go on to Darren next because he saw Judy. (laughs) You're being set up here, Darren.
2: Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, Well, on my Oscar blog, when I I wrote this, I I went for René Zellweger because I thought the performance was absolutely incredible. I I think what I liked about this is to appreciate, you don't really have to know much about Judy Garland uh, because it's, it's not like a straight recreation of her. It's just about a woman who is on the edge, who's trying to come to terms with the fact that her career is behind it and that she's just sort of trying to scrape through and she has to cope with all of that. And I just thought that that was just like a timeless performance that she did in doing that. I, I, I just thought she was absolutely incredible. The scenes at, at the end where she's bowing apart on stage where you, you, ju- you just see the emotion in her. And, and I think one of the things that really impressed me is when I was watching that film at times, I couldn't see uh, any Zellweger in her at all. Her personality just completely disappeared. She, you know, she she became this this other character, and uh, yeah, I, I I thought she was by by far better than any of the uh, uh of the other women in, in in this category. I just thought she was amazing.
4: Neil, I haven't seen um the um the René Zellweger, the Judy, or um the Farewell. The Farewell unfortunately, i uh, catch them when they're streaming. So no comment. But I think from what I've heard, and of course what Darren was saying, yeah, Reni Zellweger seems to have been uh, yeah, nailed on and, and correctly.
1: Phil? Shock, horror. This seems to be a theme. I've not seen Judy. So um, <laughs> no. it was a film that came out. It had, they had a, a Disney World Unlimited screen of it, which I couldn't make. It didn't actually come out. <laughs> so it, I missed the advanced preview and that was the only first showing of it in my local area. So, yeah, didn't see that, I'm afraid. I did see The Farewell. I think that was a really great performance and, and yeah, she would have been a deserving winner. And the only person that I thought should have been, at least on the nominations list, was Lepita Nyong'o for Us.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I didn't think of that one, but yeah.
1: I don't know... Yeah, like you said, Renée to come back film. She hadn't done a movie for about six years or something, and um, well, she always was a good actress. So I look forward to seeing it at some point.
0: Okay, she won for Chicago, didn't she, a few years ago? No, she was no, not. No, she, she didn't, didn't win. She uh, was nominated.
1: Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain was her so win.
0: I haven't seen anything and I want a great in it. We we're on a bloody movie podcast. Yeah. And other, other than Darren, n- nobody's seen any of these. Um just like the award, the um, <laughs> the academy. <laughs> yeah. 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 We we'll just pick them at random. <laughs> uh, to, to me the stand-up performance of what I've seen is Charlie's Theron in Bombshell. I think it's an incredible performance and I think Darren when we reviewed that we spoke about the fact she just disappears into the role of Megan Kelly literally with that makeup. And I'm glad to see that uh, that one, the makeup artist, who was the yeah. guy also who did um, Gary as Winston Churchill, won the Oscar yeah. for this as well. It's just fantastic. The biggest disappointment for me uh, uh, not seeing this person nominated was Caitlin Deva from Booksmart, who I thought was excellent in the role she played. And yeah. I would have liked to have seen her nominated.
2: Oh, she did make me laugh. She did make me yeah, laugh. I really I agree with that. I, I think Booksmart basically didn't get anywhere. It, 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 it still deserves in, in 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 either the box office marketing or in its nominations. Um, I thought it was an excellent film. I saw it again the other the other week, and I, I actually you know it reminded me. I just a wonderful comedy. It was uh, just to go back the onto a thought should have basically been added to the list. Uh, Aquafina. Oh overall I think the farewell got. Um, didn't get any of the love it deserved and that Aquafina's performances that was so heartbreaking just for sort of the aura of despondency and and sadness that she sort of put onto the screen the entire time I just just thought she was absolutely, absolutely incredible okay
4: epilogue who's left alive
2: this is Ripley
1: last survivor of the Nostromo signing off
0: what have we missed? Is there anything anybody wants to throw in about an award? Uh, Neil's put his hand up so he can go first.
4: Animation. Yes. The uh, Oscar went to uh, Toy Story 4. The BAFTA went to Klaus. And the Golden Globes picked Missing Link. And to be honest, they're all pretty damn good. I haven't seen Missing Link. I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was going to be terrible. But actually, it's quite, quite a sweet story. I mean, I know uh, Toy Story 4 resonated with me, in, and but I wouldn't have been un- unhappy with any of those three winning the Oscar. Okay. And probably, having seen uh, Klaus, I just loved that one. Didn't Emma put that in her top Emma five? Emma put it in her top five for last year, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Toy Story 4 was obviously, for me... It really resonated with well, the way it was, was set up. It was yeah. for, it was yeah, and that and, and I would have picked that as one of my best films of the year. But I hadn't seen Klaus, which I thought was a really terrific Christmas movie. Interesting. Anything else? Joe Pesci supporting. I think possibly instead of Brad Pitt talking stupid. Sorry, we could have um had Joe Pesci as the best supporting actor. I think he would have been perfect.
3: Yeah. He came out of retirement and delivered a world-class performance. He was
4: truly scary without sort of really being Joe Pesci. Yeah. Whereas the other two were, you know, being themselves. Yeah. He was being um, yeah.
1: really, really, really menacing.
4: And whenever he
0: moved, you're his what? face melted.
1: Phil, what were you saying? On the, well, I was going to say, on, the, on that front, I completely agree, Joe Pesci was amazing. Uh, and But I think Brad Pitt was great as well. And And that's, and that's the thing. All the people who won the acting awards... I think we're all really good. I mean, this, I obviously haven't seen many Zelda. so like, whilst I say, okay, well, Adam Sandler, I think should have been in it with a shout of actor, and actually, Brad Pitt in Ad Astra, arguably.
2: Oh, oh no! Oh, there no, you lost
1: it
0: now.
4: <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you, Phil? Oh, I, gee.
1: I, said, I said before, that. We've got to stop Jeff being the only controversial person on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're but, not, you, but
3: you're, you're just taking it too far. But
4: you're not the <laughs> only one who liked Ad Astra. So, Elijah no, like no, put it as th- his number one film,
1: as
0: yeah.
1: well, didn't he? There you go. but yeah, I mean, I do think, as an overall, I think that apart from the you know the thing we've already discussed in terms of the winners, I don't think it was particularly controversial. There's not a single category that I'd go. I mean, there might be a category where I go, actually, yeah, I think so-and-so would have been better off, but, uh, but whoever won it, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they were yeah. really good. Thank
0: you. Anything uh, else, Phil, you want to throw in? Any other awards or anything you want to shout out to?
1: I'd say Missing Link was the best uh, animated film,
0: mate. Mm. It was good, wasn't it? I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on that one as well. Jesus, so much I've got to catch up on. I must stop writing scripts.
1: Yeah, I can't think of any. They don't, they don't listen to it anyway, Jeff. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, or they rewrite
0: all the bloody thing. My fil- I had a brilliant film news column and it was all rewritten on me. I'm sorry sure about that. No, 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 you're not sorry.
3: <laughs> Pretty much agree with, uh, with Neil. I thought I'd, I'd like to have seen more stuff in the animated stuff. I did watch uh, Hair Love, the animated short, mm. and it is. Absolutely charming. It's on YouTube. You just go and see it for free. Yeah, it's one of those films that you think, Where's this going? And then you go, Oh, that's really good. I like that. And it's got a very different animation style I hadn't seen before. So, I, yeah, that's my only comment. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, can, the other thing I thought. So, these it's not are, your only comment then. The, yeah, really, no, is it? it's not no, my no, only no. comment. No, you're the, trying to be controversial. Yeah, the, these Oscars were, I think, Far better than
0: last year's. Mm. No, the better film won last year.
3: No.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you're breaking up, guys. (laughs) Darren, just going through a tunnel. Uh,
2: Was that Phil throwing up in a bucket there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got a a few things. First of all, I, I think I just want to say that I think of all the categories, the best supporting actress. From top to bottom, had the best um, array of nominations because I, I thought Dunn was great, but I thought all five of those their performances absolutely wonderful. I, I personally went myself for Margot Robbie, but I also love Florence Pugh in um, Little Women. Just a few, a, a few things that just to throw in the song from Wild Rose with Jesse Buckley. Oh. One, oh um, god, that yes, that not getting that not getting nominated, I thought was a, a travesty, and I would have loved to have seen that performed at the Oscars live. I'm going to throw in my sort of support for Avengers Endgame here because I personally why that didn't Get at least a nomination for best original score, while well, the Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker did. Um, I, I think it's a travesty. I thought, I thought, but I thought, and I, I know John Williams is getting on, on on now, but I thought the Rise of Skywalker was the uh, the blandest Star Wars score yep. that there's ever been. Absolutely, it, it was so you know. Whereas the Avengers one was so stirring and, and wonderful and everything. I just thought that, and also the best special effects. I, I really wish, because that was the only one that Endgame got um, nominated for, when you've got like three characters who are all CGI based and who are in the film for virtually all of it and who you forget, well, at least I forgot were CGI, I just see them as moving really, we really characters. And just the, the entire Endgame, there's basically special effects all the way through it. Over, over 1917, a great piece of special everything. I really wish that Endgame would have sort of got something like just for the sheer amount of work involved in that. That's, um, that's so, an interesting so,
0: point. Do you know, you know what, I thought about this when I watched it on on Monday night, and I saw it win the award, and I thought, well, that's just crazy. But then, do you want a, a film where you know their effects, like Avengers Endgame, or do you want a film like you know, like 1917? Or even in its day, Forrest Gump. Well, you don't realise their effects. It's an interesting line. Again, you say I have no problems in 1917 on a technical level, and and I think the way that he accomplished those effects, I, I thought were quite good. But you you raised an interesting point there, Darren. Well,
1: right. you? can say that about Parasite. Have you seen the pictures of uh, the house in Parasite? Yes. You know, of Parasite yeah. without the without the effects, it looks. It's just actually wow. You know. It doesn't look like they're using any effects at all.
3: I saw that, and I could not believe. I thought they'd found that, the rich people's house. I thought they'd found that, but they built all that, and they'd had no upper floor. That was all a sort of CGI'd in. It's incredible, absolutely. I, I also agree with Darren. I recently watched a YouTube video about the guy from Weta Digital talking about all the work they did on endgame and it's incredible including the 17 frames of howard the duck (laughs) carrying a large machine gun which is in there and i had to go and get my copy out and have a look at it yeah because it is it's it's unbelievable what they did unbelievable they had three of the world's largest graphic studios working on that full-time and they finished 10 days before it went out to be shown,
0: And you were interested in watching a duck holding a gun? I thought and that, that was sums fun. up Avengers Endgame far better than I bloody could. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: Darren, any more? I wish I had a duck holding a gun <laughs> now,
1: Jeff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um one th- thing I'll just throw in there as well. Um, best costume design. How can Rocket Man get a nomination? <laughs> <laughs> because, you, know, you, know, because you, you look at all the costumes that they had to reproduce some of them for even just like about like 30 seconds yeah. you know yeah. like when he did the Dodger Stadium outfit and, and stuff like that and not to mention all the sort of the period stuff from the 70s and everything I, I just I would have liked some acknowledgement for the, for, for that
0: okay well I'll be shortened quick on mine because I've already said the controversies that you've all ignored and it'll come back and haunt you all <laughs> um, <laughs> but I just want to uh, a quick word on music I'm really pleased whatever her name won the Icelandic composer whose name I can't pronounce anybody can do that now Gildeherg was it or something like I think it's uh, Hilna Gilderstar
3: Hilna Gilderstar I think yeah. so
0: but anyway I do why apologize. can't you have a
3: silly name like just Bjork.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, it's a great score. However, and I've heard all the scores, even though I might not have seen all the films, I did think Alexandra Desplat's score for Little Women was astonishingly good. It is incredible, yeah. So um, that would have been my my one shot. But, again, I do fully agree with Darren. John Williams is in there because it's John Williams, and that goes back to what Phil was saying. Oh, they've nominated somebody they know, and now everybody will try and vote for him. And there were some great scores, some great composers last year that weren't even in in, no. in the mix on it. And again, I would have put while well, I have flaws with the film, Midsummer the score on that I thought was pretty good. Not mm. that you'll ever see it, but yeah. So, <laughs> also, Wait, you so listen
1: to the score, right?
0: Fun. I can, can, listen, can to listen to the score, the score though, can't <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true.
2: But actually, of I also think the cinematography in um, Midsummer was incredible. Yeah, it how seems fair. got you know getting that amount of brightness in there, which just it was but like, right, like really spooky at the same time. Yeah, I yeah. Um, you know, I think that would have been worth a shout.
0: Now, there's a companion piece, midsummer and a marriage story. Oh, if that double bill don't get you slit <laughs> in your wrist, nothing will. Um, <laughs> Dear old Lord. Well, that's it then. The Oscars awards are over. We've used up the two Cs, champagne and Coke, and uh, I think we can now retire and rest for another year.
1: Going to win next year,
0: Jeff. Ooh, I actually think a lot of the technical awards next year are going to go Dune's way. Ooh, yes, Denny Villeneuve. But I am really worried about Dune that they've only filmed half of it, and they're only going to film the second half if this is a hit, and that is never going to happen. That's a big worry.
1: I hope Wes Anderson wins Best Director.
0: Yeah, good great. point. Is it live action or...? Live action, yeah. Is yeah. it...? Oh, that's OK. That's that's not too bad then. That's not too bad. Just check
1: out check out the cast. He's got everyone in it. He might as, yeah. as well just put everyone on the on the cast list.
0: <laughs> yes, he and does, is has, not he? Has he got Bruce Willis back in this one? No. He's not no. that doved.
3: Well, no. Hang on. Willis retired from acting 20 years ago, didn't he? <laughs>
0: he's just had a body double he only turns up when the money's to be
2: picked up yeah exactly
0: Darren what are you looking forward to what do you think will be big next
1: year
2: to be honest probably stuff we've not even heard of yet Because if you think back to this time last year how many of those films that we've been talking about with the exception of Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood were you actually even aware of yeah I mean 1917
0: hadn't even been made
2: Although yeah, we did so.
0: mention
3: we
2: did mention it in our uh,
3: movie news. We
2: did. We, we did. did.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, unless uh, Top Gun is absolutely completely amazing, which I doubt.
0: Yeah. We just need to look at Netflix's release schedules. That'll tell us what's going to get nominated.
3: Ooh, <laughs> I don't think so. Really? I don't I, th- I still think there's a backlash in the awards community against streaming services. I mm. really do feel it,
0: Neil. What are you looking forward to?
4: I've got no idea. There who knew parasite
0: was so,
3: turning
4: out parasite well Palm Door? At can. can yeah? Uh, who knew it was going to last that long?
0: I think Darren's right. What well, the winners next year? We've not even heard of.
4: I'll be paying an awful lot
3: more attention to what goes on at Cannes. Yeah, year. And,
0: and looking through this list tonight, we need to watch some of these films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> particularly me.
3: Right Uh, Yeah stop podcasting Jeff And go and watch some films
0: Gentlemen it's been a pleasure Uh, It was a really good And thorough investigation through it Darren your piece again uh, Can be found where? Halfguarded.com Just look under Couch Zone Movie Club Okay and Phil All your reviews for these films You've seen can be found where? Philfairblog.webpress.com
3: And both of those Will be in the show notes
0: Excellent Lance thank you very much indeed
3: Thank you gents To make sure you never miss an episode of this podcast please subscribe to at the flicks at our website at the and if possible please remember to rate and review at the flicks wherever you get your podcasts you can contact the team on twitter or by email our contact details are also on our website at the thanks for listening